This is Joe Basso from Music Radar, and I'm speaking with Joe Perry from Aerosmith. And Joe, you're telling me that you're having a bit of a bad day, right? Well, um, I kind of feel like shit today. Um, I really don't feel much like working, but I'm actually excited to start because it'll take my mind off how shitty I feel. Oh, well, um, what? So, uh, why do you feel that way? I'm a little worn out. I'm tired and I'm uh, not sleeping that great. Oh boy! Um, pressure's mounting up. You know, I've been I've been in the studio 27 days nonstop through the weekends, 12 hours a day working on my solo album. I've uh, come to the decision that I have to work another week on it because it's just not done. If you can't, if you can believe this or not, because I was having trouble. With the drummers at the beginning of the, of the project, trying to find the right drummer, uh, I thought I had him, and um, he was he uh, neglected to tell us he was booked for the next two weeks. Um, okay. Um, it, it basically set everything back a week. So we got all the, the basics, you know, we got the, the bass, the drums, the singing, you know, a, a basic rhythm guitar down. But um, it seems most of the solos got left off. So... I'm calling all the troops back together, and we're going to concentrate on uh, on the uh, guitar solos. Considering it's a guitar player solo record, I think it would be kind of a thing that would be kind of missed if it wasn't on there. You know, people would be I don't be kind of uh, maybe less likely to steal it if, if it didn't have it on there. But uh, so that's uh, that's what we're doing uh, now. We're setting up in the studio. I'm drinking some coffee, trying to. Use a little, a little Colombian push, and smoking a cigar, trying to get, get in the mood, and uh, get this thing rocking. I didn't know you were working on a solo record. Well, as soon as the, uh, you know, it was a, a, a really rough winter. I mean, I had that the uh, uh, infection in my knee that right. started around Thanksgiving, and it was right at, right after Christmas. I had to have it operated on, and it was really a kind of a, a real shock. But I was, I was able to play i mean um two mm-hmm. weeks after the operation i mean I can, I can play sitting down you know but anyway uh a lot of time got wasted doing odd things you know i'm not the only one in the band um finally uh you know trying to, to wrangle brendan's schedule with ours and you know him you know having a, a list of about 10 other people that want to work with him as he always does and, and for obvious reasons and you know us wanting to work with them but it was uh you know these things keep kept changing and uh, there was some legal stuff and and then uh at, right near the end of it about getting down to like the last minute Stephen got sick and right. got pneumonia and uh horrible earache uh, infection and uh oh boy and there just wasn't time and brendan said look we just got to put it off till after the tour and, you know, let's look forward to that. We've got a lot of work done. At least the four guys, you know, at least we were, you know, re- rehearsed the guts of the songs. And, you know, Stephen was, was starting to accumulate some lyrics and stuff. And uh, when it came time to start laying shit down, his lungs, uh, you know, it was just one of those things. It could have mm. happened to anybody. Yeah. But it just happened to happen to us. And it wasn't time for us to make this record, I guess. As soon as that happened... I shifted gears uh, within minutes and started working on a solo record. There you go, man. Let me start with this. Well, we've already started. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so many rock stars, budding rock stars, want to look like other rock stars. They want to look like Mick Jagger. They want to look like Keith Richards on stage. And so many want to look like Joe Perry on stage. Do you ever practice in front of the mirror looking like Joe Perry? Well, I know when the band first started, we tried to dress like the English rock rock bands. And I know that that's kind of one of the reasons why we were kind of like one of the small reasons why we weren't exactly taken to heart here in Boston. Uh, back then, this was kind of like the, the coffee shop, you know, Passim's Coffee House, blues, folk, capital, probably because of the college yeah. scene, you know, especially during that era. And, you know, rock bands, they had their amount of rock bands, but, you know, Jay Giles, like, ruled the roost. And here we were, you know, just one of a bunch of, you know, club bands uh, trying to make it. Only we, uh, our sound was distinctly more English, blues-based. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever some, some friend of ours would come back from uh, England, we'd snag a, a jacket or a pair of boots or something. I remember one time somebody came up to us and said, are you guys from Montreal? <laughs> you know, because uh, they definitely have a, a more European sense of style there. So, you know, after after that, and then we kind of melded that with, you know, what was going on in the mid-'70s with the, the, the glittery stretch pants and all that shit. Then you kind of settle in and you find your own thing, you know? And uh, I don't know. I, I tend not to like uh, colors on stage except for red and black and white. I just don't, uh, you know, and I just like stuff that looks like not very fashionable so to speak um not that it isn't fashionable but that it, that it would look good from year to year you know what i mean like, like sure. street clothes like good street clothes you know like you know you buy some you know weird weird looking jeans you know that you're going to hate in a year it's a waste of money you know <laughs> you just kind of i just try and get get stuff that looks kind of classic but and i think that the that the look is is an important part of the whole scene because I guess there's two ways to look at it one you look like somebody like you're absolutely somebody special and that was Elvis's attitude so when he put on that white jumpsuit he was the king you know what I mean right. it was like and people saw him coming and it was part of his his whole thing I mean he had that was it and then there's the other philosophy of you look like your fans so your fans can identify with you you know so I always say I'm going to start off the tour by wearing uh, jeans and a T-shirt, and in the end, I'm wearing designer jackets and uh, <laughs> custom-made pants. <laughs> so I don't know. I just just kind of like keep an eye out for classic-looking things and hope they fit right, you know. And if they don't, I make them fit right. There you go. So Guitar Hero is sponsoring this tour. You and ZZ Top. How did this come about? Did they present the idea of you touring with ZZ Top, or was that your idea? Oh, jeez, I don't know. I, you know, every every tour we get a list of young bands and then some bands that are that are on their way up, and it's kind of it's hard to know which band's going to be good live, you know, because we want to give the, the audience the best show they can. You know, it's uh it's really a drag to you know have to sit through a an opening act that just doesn't 
have anything going for yeah. it except for one song, you know. Sure. And we're not from the school, the old Van Halen school. Of if you have a shitty band on first, more people spend time at the T-shirt desk. We just like to have the best band we we can, and and it was looking pretty dim, pretty grim there for a while, and then my manager called up and said, "What do you th- What about ZZ Top?" And I said, "Why did you even have to call?" <laughs> you know, are you kidding? Of the five bands I would want to tour with, ACDC being one of them, ZZ Top would be one of one of them too. And uh, I'm really, I'm still pinching myself. Might we expect any cool jams between you guys and and maybe Billy Gibbons on stage? Uh, well, we have been known to step up to the plate and and do that kind of thing. You know, that's one of the things is that that I like about them is so much and is they they're cut from the cloth. I mean, even deeper than we are in the the blues rock thing, and uh, you know they kind of went at it a little different way than we did, and mm-hmm. you know in in a lot of ways they're kind of like the ACDC of, of of blues rock. Nobody does it better, and they, they've continued to do it, and I think they've been around maybe two or three years longer than us. So, uh, of the three bands that are still together, putting out records, still touring, and all the same members, I think they they got the crown. If you could jam with them on any songs, would it be ZZ Top songs? Would it be Aerosmith songs? Or it would be... I, don't know. I, mean, I think that their, their songs are, are a little rootsier. A lot less chord changes. I mean, I could probably go up and jam on any one of their songs without even hearing it first. <laughs> um, as opposed to, you know, having to know chord changes and stuff on some of our songs. I mean, obviously we'd pick one that would, if, if they wanted to come up and play with us and play one of our songs I mean actually it would be fun is if we if we played one of their songs you know what I mean that's that's the uh, but you know you never know what's going to happen I know that, that Billy's all I know is Billy's uh, a prankster you know <laughs> he's really really smart he's he's always got a bag of tricks and they know the value of a good show and they're cut from the same cloth again as a you know in the, the cloth of of coming up from gigging, you know, right? Not not from having hits, not from having videos, but from from knocking audiences out every night. That being said, they are a band that that would be uh, you know uh, a lot of fun to jam with. I mean, I just I, I know uh, Billy's ever since I've heard his uh, his tone, you know, and his playing, I've always admired it, and uh, I've always learned a lot from from listening to him play. So it's going to be a really good show. Now, seeing that this is sponsored by Guitar Hero, you know, last year there was some uh, pretty funny footage of the band Rush trying to play Tom Sawyer on Rock Band, and they were terrible. <laughs> they couldn't play their own song. Yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? Are you are you good at Guitar Hero? No. <laughs> no, I'm not a gamer. It's a, and and the thing is, when I first saw it, my son was playing it. Uh, you know, uh, we were in some hotel. I think it was in Phoenix or something. And, and I think the, the first, the first one had come out, and uh, I'm not even sure if there was an Aerosmith song on there. But uh, I said, "Man, we got to get into this. This is this is amazing. You know, this is a, this is the best yeah. one I've seen. I mean, we've been we've been approached for the last ten years with different ideas for video games, and I mean, people they had this one where they had a pick that you plugged into the into the box and then you ran the, the show the, the song and you had to 
and if you could pick you know you could pick a guitar or you know anything that that, that clicked or anything like that and I mean you know all kinds of things but this one really did it they really hit the nail on the head and, and obviously it's it's just taken off and uh, it's actually become a a major part of the music business. You know, the first couple of songs on the on the real basic stuff, where the where the the notes actually kind of go intuitively with the song and the sound. You know, you can you can kind of you know get get your way through it, but as soon as you start stepping off into into having to learn the learn the lick, the way that it's interpreted in, in the game, then all your skills as a gamer come into play. And not being a gamer you lose <laughs> a lot and so I tried it a few times I saw what it was about thought it was an amazing thing for kids it's, it's basically you know a music game with a with a guitar shaped controller and it's and it's, it's not shooting people up with a bunch of blood all over the place you know it's been said that you guys might be performing certain Aerosmith albums in their entirety yeah we've been t- we've, something we've talked about a long time a long time ago I mean for a long time and never gotten around to we've seen Cheap Trick do it a few times and it's it's I come from that again coming from the time when you had to turn the, the record over yeah. to listen to the other side you know and when you used to listen to a whole record from front to back I don't know I guess people still do that I don't know I really don't mm-hmm. you know how people you know listen to their music but uh, for myself I would put it you know like a Led Zeppelin record on and I never even knew the names of the songs I just like you know put it on at the beginning and when it was over I'd put it at the beginning again there's a certain thing that happens when you can you know you expect the next song you expect the guitar lick you expect the next sound of the next song and it and it adds a little bit more of a of an experience to to listening to the record, so we've thought about doing it for a couple of tours now, and finally we decided, you know, look, we're going to do it. We're, we're going to, and and we we play a lot of the songs that are on like those four classic records. It's just a, a case of uh, playing chess with the, with the set list because I know people are bored with the same old songs, and I'm bored with the same old songs, <laughs> and there's a bunch of songs on there that, uh, also, because there are some songs on there that are on uh, Guitar Hero. I had a 10-year-old girl come up asking for an autograph. My wife asked her what her favorite song was, and it was Walking in the Sand. Oh, my. And she's 10 years old. So, you know, there's obviously a, a, a younger wow. audi- audience out there that, that uh, has turned on to some pretty hip songs. Those will, will figure in to the uh, set list and that's going to probably be the, the most amount of work we're going to have to do I mean learning the songs basically we just put it on the PA put the CD on the PA and keep playing along with it until we can turn the PA off and you can't tell the difference that doesn't take long but, but sitting around and figuring you know well look if we're doing if we're doing rocks and it's got this song this song and this song one of which we, pl- we usually end the set with and it's going to show up in the middle what are we going to end the set with? Well, let's try and pick one that um, we haven't played before or uh, we play, play, play very rarely. So it's going to be a, a little bit of a, a task putting it together, but it's going to be fun because it'll be different. Now, if it was we don't list- have a new record this year, it'll give the, the audience a little, something a little different to look forward to. Now, if it was left up to you, Joe Perry, which records would you play live? My last solo record. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, 
but I think that it's going to be interesting to hear rocks or toys in the attic from front to back because again I mean I, I have that experience too because you know we listen to those records from front to back many times and uh, to, to hear them and you know because you, you, as soon as the song ends like I said you're expecting that next next thing up and to actually have it come up it's going to be a uh, we're looking forward to it when you listen back to some of your older records what do you think of the guitar sounds do you like them better or are you getting used to digital recording and the guitar sounds that they render well I gotta say I've gotten used to the sounds of the of, uh, digital stuff, you know, because that's all I hear. It's all that's out there. Everything from you know the radio, or the TV, everything is digital, and you know MP3 and squashed down. But I have a uh, pair of uh, 30-year-old JBL studio monitors, the the standard of the industry from the time, and I have uh, you know an adequate power amp and. Uh, $200 turntable with a nice uh, needle on it and whenever I can get a, a remastered album you know from a uh, band I like I sit down and I listen to it and then uh, and hear some real sound and then when I'm working I try and you know listen to some of that and then go in, into the studio and try and bring as much of that to the table so to speak as possible <laughs> 